Welcome to the Injury Report. I am your host, Joey Brenner. Today is Thursday, September 29th. It is football season. We are all the way back, and I am excited to talk about today. Today's game is going to be the Miami Dolphins at the Cincinnati Bengals, and the rumors are true. They are breaking out their white uniforms. For today's episode, I'm just going to run through all of the injuries listed at the time of this recording, or most of them, the well-known names, and just talk about what how that might implicate the rest of the games. So for the Dolphins and the Bengals, the Bengals don't really have any big names on their injury report. They are moderately healthy and one thing when I was looking at the overall list, I did see a lot of teams that you'd expect to be good that are struggling, and it's only three games, so we don't really know you know, if they're a good team or a bad team or what's going on, but some of the teams that you'd expect to have started off the season better compared to others who have started off worse are majority healthier, but that is not the case for uh, some other teams, such as the Bengals. They're not off to the start that they expected after coming off of a Super Bowl loss last year. And, you know, they have the Super Bowl hangover. That's a real thing. But they are pretty healthy. They are their counterparts for this evening. The Miami Dolphins, however, have some big names. Uh, Their quarterback, Tua, was kind of tossed to the ground after completing a pass against the Bills last week. And when he was falling backwards, just slammed the back of his head into the turf. So the only real injury I'm going to get into today is concussions. And that is a pretty much a brain bruise. So when he slams his head backwards, there is what is called the initial impact is called the coup. So that is the initial hit. So if he's swinging his head backwards, his head hits the back of his skull. And then there's the counter coup or the contra coup or something like that. But that's pretty much just the rebound hit. So his head, his brain slams backwards, then comes back into the for, uh, the front of his skull. And so you really get, you can see symptoms in both positions. And if, he, if his head goes down and back, uh, he could have stunted or pinched his midbrain and his brain stem a little bit. And that could have caused a little bit of the fall that we saw when he was getting up so he's actually listed now with a back injury and I think that that is just because they were lucky enough to allow him to finish the rest of the game the Dolphins organization and if this was a head injury the minimum you're out for a concussion is 10 days and it has been what five since Sunday because they're playing on Thursday night So if he has any chance of keeping Teddy Bridgewater on the sidelines tonight, that's his backup. Um, They had to list him as a back injury. He can't really be listed as a head injury and then go out to play football. So that is uh, pretty much a brain bruise, and that causes some swelling and inflammation, and that's part of that headache that also causes 
stretching and tearing of the neurons in there. It's just not a good thing. Um, most of the time, it, it is listed clinically as a mild head injury because it is not usually life-threatening. As we have heard over the last couple of years about chronic traumatic encephalopathy, that is the CTE, that is caused by a the buildup of a protein in the brain. And once that, that one protein, the tau protein, is created, it, if it misfolds, it can cause the misfolding of other proteins. So it's just over and over. And there's no real clear explanation that I could find on how that is caused by uh, the traumatic brain injuries, but it is very, very similar to Alzheimer's is pretty much the end result. So that protein builds up and the, you know, even though there's more of that protein in there, your brain shrinks, the weight of it shrinks, the surface area shrinks, those connections don't work as well, the neuronal connections. So that is the scary thing about CTE. Just thought I'd take that moment to kind of talk about concussions a little bit. Um, they happen a lot in football. There's a lot of minor concussions that probably go unnoticed. You know, most people don't hit their head even with minor force throughout the course of a day. And football carries with it a lot. Um, having played football, there are, you know, days that just get a little foggy, you get a little bit of uh, just a little bit of numbness throughout a whole week or so. It can happen. And uh, it does clear up and go away. It has for me, and it's just part of the game. Uh, but those big ones are something definitely to pay attention to. Some other guys on the Dolphins, Jalen Waddell and Xavier Howard, their wide receiver and cornerback, respectively, are both dealing with groin injuries. And while both of them practice this week, they should be um, – something to watch for especially with the game that they just went through again uh, football is a tough game both these teams played five days ago and they're going back at it tonight the Dolphins have to travel to Cincinnati that's extra you know l less time practicing that's extra time doing other things and less time getting treatments so uh while I know the Dolphins are on paper the better team, the Bengals really need a win. They're at home with their whites, and the two is pretty banged up. So we'll see if he can make it through this game in his fragile state. Moving on to Sunday's games, the Vikings will be at the Saints to kick off Sunday morning because they'll be playing in London. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, Zadarius Smith, Harrison Smith are have been um, limited in practice. Dalvin Cook missed some time with his shoulder. Zadarius Smith with his knee and Harrison Smith with a concussion. So I believe Harrison Smith is out for this week uh, as are Zadarius and Dalvin. Dalvin is actually while neither one of them practiced uh, yesterday Dalvin is considered day-to-day -day at this point. For the Saints, Jameis is most likely going to play with his back and ankle injuries. And then that offense has been lacking a little bit. And Thomas, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry are uh, did not practice with toes and ankles respectively. Wednesday, unfortunately, is the day 
that a lot of players, if they're going to sit out, I would assume, I would imagine that's a day they sit out because Thursday, Friday are heavier work days before they can relax and uh, game plan for on Saturday. Saturday is going to be more of a rest day. Friday, probably more of the same. Um, if a heavy day is going to be Wednesday, that if you can sit out that, that would probably be the one you'd want to sit out because it's going to be the most strenuous, most likely. You got to install a lot and uh, do a lot of physical work. So that is the day that, unfortunately, I'm reading off of right now, going off of yesterday's report. So uh, whether guys practiced or not, we will have to uh, pay attention to a little bit better and see going forward how it translates. For the oh, but to say that uh, I think the Vikings are a better team. Their offense is not as banged up as the Saints are. It'll be in London, so who really knows? It's a home game for the Saints, but I think this is considered. It should be considered a neutral field, and I think the Vikings are just a better team. For the Browns, they're going to be in Atlanta, and this is another one of those things. The only real uh, key injury or player who didn't practice for the Falcons was Cordero Patterson, and he did not have an injury. He just took a day off because he's a workhorse. He plays every position for them. He's uh, an older Debo Samuel, and he just took a day off. So while the Falcons have been struggling and they're not necessarily a good football team, they are healthy. And the Browns had lots of players not they had Joel Batoni on offense he had a bicep strain that he is he sat out of practice for and then on the defense some key players JOK the old Golden Domer he sat out with a groin injury Denzel Ward he has uh, ribs he hurt Jadavian Clowney has an angle ankle injury and then Miles Garrett he flipped his car so I don't know if that, that's been seen. It's all over Twitter right now. And he's not listed out for the other day. But I've seen different reports on different things. Initially, I saw something. It might be his wrist. And in that case, if he had injured that, uh, he's used to playing with a club and kind of throwing his arm around at people's heads. So maybe just uh, take an extra helmet and tape that to his head and he'll be, or his hand and he'll be okay that way. If not, I also saw shoulder, and that is probably going to be a little more serious. If I mean, it's uh, his body is definitely sore after he did flip the car a couple times. Everybody was safe, but uh, I will be interested to see what more comes out about his physical state after having gone through uh, such a violent accident. So the Browns are the better team, undoubtedly, going down to Atlanta. But they are also more banged up, and it is time they're starting to get Kyle Pitts involved. And they also have the kid out of USC, Drake London. And, uh, that you know, they can maybe keep up with the Browns offensively. I know Jacoby Brissett has been taking care of the Browns really well. He's actually, I think, maybe the only quarterback that has been graded above 90% for PFF so he's doing he's literally doing his job so uh, the Browns and they have the probably the best one two running back punch in the league with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt 
So they, they will be able to score points, especially against that Falcons defense. But I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, Falcons kept it close for a little bit. A big game for potential playoffs implications later. We have the Bills at the Ravens. Uh, tight end Knox for the Bills did not practice with uh, a hip injury. Gabe Davis practiced, but he's looking at an ankle injury. And then the big news, that was the safeties last week, Jordan Poyer. He is still not practicing with his foot injury while Micah Hyde is back. So the Miami Dolphins were able to take advantage of the two safeties. Their star safeties not playing last week. Uh, Micah Hyde is back. Jordan Jordan Poyer, geez, say that three times fast, is not practicing yet. And then offensively, as long as Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen are out there, the Bills will put up some points. They were a little bit stagnant last week. And, um, you know, you don't want to see Josh Allen have to run the ball and lead the team in rushing. So uh, this is not a friendly game for the Bills. Or, yeah, to get try and get a running game going. Uh, but that will be their challenge this week because – they cannot continue to just – I mean, they can try to continue to throw the ball around the field, and I think Josh Allen is good enough to do that, and they have the, the weapons for it. But uh, you do have to be able to run the, the ball, and that will wear on not only their quarterback but their offensive line as well if they're continue, continuing to go backwards. For the Ravens, the big name for them is – Offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley should actually be playing this week. He practiced through a tweaked ankle. And then if you're still on Jake, I drafted J.K. Dobbins in a lot of fantasy leagues. If you're still on J.K. Watch with me, uh, he did not practice with a chest injury now. So that guy, poor guy, just cannot find the field. Uh, If he needs any directions, I would be happy to point it out to him. It's a big 120 by 53 and a third green piece of grass right out in front of him. Uh, even you know, even though they're in Baltimore this week, it looks mostly the same. So if he needs directions out there, I'd be more than happy to give it to him. But he can just not find his way there on his own, it seems. For the Commanders, they are moving on to the Cowboys this week, and they'll be playing in Dallas. Cowboys, other than uh, their QB, who said he's not going to be able to play this week, but he is looking to, I believe, next week they play the Rams. So Dak, with his hand injury, I can't remember, it was a, I think it was his thumb, bounced it off a helmet when he was throwing. Classic quarterback injury. He is uh, looking to try and come back for next week. He has already ruled out this week, so we'll be seeing more of Lansing Catholic Central Catholic graduate Cooper Rush this week and Michael Gallup is the other cowboy that is potentially gearing up this week. He had an ACL injury and he might be able to play. He did practice this week. And then for the commanders, the big thing is they had four offensive linemen of five that start not practice yesterday. And if you have watched the Cowboys at all through, I mean, they've played some primetime games. Their pass rush is pretty good. And Micah Parsons is just unbelievable athlete. I don't know if I've seen 
uh, a combination of the athleticism and just pure strength that he has. His ability to just um, straight arm offensive linemen coming at him and just freeze them in their tracks and then disengage and run down a play on the other side of the field. It is fun to watch, and if uh, the commanders have anybody not playing, you know they're going to need whoever comes in to really step up because he is a handful for anybody, let alone you know someone who hasn't seen the field yet this year. Moving on to the Seahawks at the Lions. Wow, what a what a fun game! I'm sure everybody who Lives in Toledo like me is excited that that will be on their TV this week. Uh, Seattle is pretty healthy. They don't have any major concerns and they've been playing scrappily. Uh, I don't think it'll take very long for maybe them to give up on the season just because it is tough to. I, I forget who it was, but um, I was listening to somebody who played on that 0 16 Browns team and he said, you know, after a while, uh, you you just start you you don't make the same effort to cover for somebody else or make a play to stop somebody on third down, whereas you're just lo- worried about your film. You you want to get that bonus. You want to get that. Make sure your film looks good so you can get another job next year. You're not worried about trying to beat the team that you're playing. So I think if the Seahawks continue to fall. Uh, that, that scrappiness they have will go away. They're playing in the NFC West, and I think they are clearly the worst team out of the – well, the Cardinals have hit or miss. Yeah, they're definitely clearly the worst team in the NFC West. And um, I think that the Lions are even a better team than them this week. Despite TJ Hawkinson, their tight end, not practicing with a foot injury, Amon Ra – St. Brown, who has been a breakout wide receiver for them, did not practice with an ankle. I think he'll actually play. He just tweaked his ankle. And then DeAndre Swift, their running back, did not practice with an ankle and shoulder injuries. So that is really the Lions' three biggest weapons right there. And none of them practiced. Um, I don't know if... I think that they will actually all play, and except for DeAndre Swift. It seems like Dan Campbell said he is not optimistic about Swift coming back. So he's been their kind of answer for everything, uh, along with Amon Ra, to help Jared Goff move that offense around. So if uh, you see a favorable line for the Seahawks... I still don't know if they are willing to, or if they are good enough to beat the Lions, even down DeAndre Swift and with a wobbling Amon Ra and Hawkinson, but uh, I would consider it if it's a pretty big line, or at least to cover. I don't know what the line is right now. For the Chargers, they'll go down to Houston to play the Texans. Joey Bosa is still out with a groin injury. He is going to have surgery on that. So remember, that's the mesh surgery they put around to kind of allow the muscle fibers to grow together. And he will return later this year. Which, you know, again, these are pro athletes. They have the best of the um, resources available to them. It, It is a miraculous thing, but it's pretty expected almost that he will be back. 
J.C. Jackson has ankle injuries, uh, sat out of practice. Justin Herbert was limited with ribs, and Keenan Allen was limited with a hamstring. J.C. Jackson is their cornerback. Uh, Justin Herbert struggled last week, and he made it through the game. He wasn't able to throw the ball. I think the furthest airtime throw he had was like 40 yards, which is really not that much, especially when you're going sideline to sideline. And then Keenan Allen did not play last week, but uh, he probably will this week. They are playing against the Texans, who are very bad. And uh, as far as my uh, report for the Texans, I don't have one because I didn't recognize any names. So we're just going to move on because they are that bad. For the Titans and Colts, Austin Hooper, the Titans' tight end, missed practice with a neck injury. And the big news for the Colts is Jonathan Taylor missed his first ever practice with a toe injury. Not first ever practice, first in the NFL. That is big news, and that might be concerning. He is a young running back, and they've been riding him. Even though they haven't found much success on offense, he has been he has had high averages per carry. He has had high total yardage games. So he is really moving this offense along. I don't think that he will be affected too badly, and maybe he has just earned a practice off. You know, he is a hardworking guy, but I don't think that it'll affect him this weekend. And then some other Colts is DeForest Buckner sat out with an elbow issue, Stephon Gilmore the corner with a hammy, and then Yannick Ngakwe was out with a back injury, and I love Yannick Ngakwe because he was the mayor of Saxonville back in 2017 when the Jaguars were last recognizably good, and uh, beating him for the against the Colts week two was very nice. It's always nice to see him over there, and I wish he was on our team, but he's not, so it's nice to get a W on him. The Bears and Giants play in... MetLife Stadium, where Sterling Shepard tore his ACL last week. There has been a lot of injuries at MetLife, and they're saying that I think just all NFL stadiums should just go to grass, well-manicured grass. It's more giving. You slide through grass and dirt the way you don't. Your foot catches and holds in that carpet a lot harder, and that puts a lot more of that stress on your joints. So maybe you slip once or twice, and but it's honestly better for your knees than you know catching yourself and trying to explode off of maybe a bad positioning where you should have slipped and fallen before the other uh giants out are wandale robinson and Kadarius tony two wide receivers so uh, two other wide receivers so that's three wide receivers for danny dimes going against the bears and this might be the uh, worst two teams to ever be two and one and play each other. David Montgomery is the big injury for the Bears, and he missed last week, and Khalil Herbert took over for him and fit the offense really well. So uh, if you don't have, if you had David Montgomery in fantasy and he's out right now, go try and scoop up Khalil Herbert because he performed well last week. The Giants' defense did look pretty stout against the Cowboys. They gave up what should have been a big play to... C.D. Lamb, and he had a nice drive at the very end of the game to kind of seal it for the Cowboys. But um, without those receivers, I don't think that... Oh, and the... Sorry, we're talking about the Giants defense. 
the Bears don't throw the ball anyway, so as long as they can stop Khalil Herbert, they should be able to improve to 3-1. and one. My Jaguars are taking on the Eagles in Philadelphia, so this is a real true test. You know, they've they played a Chargers team without Keenan Allen and a busted up Justin Herbert. They kind of blew it against the Commanders, who have proven to be incompetent otherwise, and they beat the Colts in Jacksonville, which they do every year. So this is a really nice test to see the already Super Bowl-appointed Eagles uh, play them. For the Jaguars, Shaq Griffin was a little bit limited with a hip injury. He's the one who, he's one of the two players I hold responsible for the commander's loss. Him, he blew a a play to Terry McLaurin late in the game, which really hurt. There's a video of him kind of loafing all day on Twitter, so I'm still suspicious of him. He's got to earn my trust back. And then Travis Etienne who fumbled twice in that game. But we don't need to get into that. That was week one. The other significant injury for the Jaguars is Zay Jones, who has led the team receptions pretty much every game this year. He's fast. They've been hitting him on screens. He's been just taking the ball in short distances, uh, outs, and making something out of them. He was fine on Wednesday's practice. And then for the Jaguars, I got a little bit of extra news but he did not practice today with an ankle injury so he rolled his ankle recently in practice the Jaguars were the one team you know they haven't really had many injuries thus far and I really do think that has contributed their success football is a a tough sport and depth is important unless you're healthy so that is why uh, a 17-game season is tough, and that is, you know, I mean, we saw the Bengals make it to the playoffs or the Super Bowl last year, and they are now not even, you know, and it's a different team and all that, but injuries definitely shape the course of a season. For the Eagles, Boston Scott, their running back, sat out with ribs. Their guard, Landon Dickerson, was out with a foot injury, and then their cornerback, Darius Slay was limited in practice with a back injury. Uh, I like to see the, I mean, the Jags pick on if they have a backup cornerback in. I don't want to see Darius Slay out there. So I hope he gets better, but I hope he takes his time getting better. The Jets are at the Steelers, and Zach Wilson is back. He is supposed to play this week. And other than that, both teams are pretty much good to go. So it'll be the Jets at the Steelers. A great quarterback performance. Hopefully, Zach Wilson. Uh, we'll see if Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky make it. That game last week was pretty wild. I think that the problem with the... I'll go into my little Steelers rant right here. After watching last Thursday, Steelers against the Browns, there's a lot of outrage about Kenny Pickett not playing and Mitch Trubisky's incompetence. And here is my take on that. I think that the problem starts with the coaching. I don't think it's the coaching that they're not putting in Kenny Pickett, which maybe he's better. Uh, This would be a good time to put Kenny Pickett in against an inferior opponent in the Jets, and I stand by that. Both teams are healthy otherwise, but where it starts is Mitch Trubisky is being put in a bad spot because of the play calling. They don't trust him to throw the ball downfield and over the middle of the field. They, they had one drive where they hit 
Fryermuth twice over the middle of the field, wide open, and he did not, or, and that was kind of it. And they scored on that drive. So I think that I don't think it's him, and I don't think I think the coaches are scared to call plays for him to succeed. They don't want him to fail. They're not trusting him. And because of that, he is not giving them a reason to trust him. So I think it's got to start with just when we need to get the ball down the field, we got to be able to throw the ball over the middle of the field. we got to be able to take shots. If you can let him do that once or twice, may, you know it'll just open everything else up because they're not able to run the ball either. You're allowed to put an extra guy in the box to stop Najee Harris if they're not throwing the ball. So you have to be able to let Mitch cook pretty much you have to trust your quarterback so that way you can really open up the offense it is just so much easier for defenses to make plays if they know that you can't do certain things like i said you can put an extra guy in the box and even though those all every steelers running back that ran with the ball was just running violently it doesn't matter because there's an extra guy to help you bring down if there's someone on your leg and as, even if you have Deontay Johnson, who's very fast, Chase Claypool, who's a good athlete, they have receivers running. They didn't, uh, you know, Pickens, George Pickens, he's out there too. Great, fast athlete, but they can't get him the ball because they won't open anything up. You've got to be able to trust Mitch to do the right thing, and that will lead to defenses having to respect it. You'll be able to run the ball so much better, which will allow you to pass the ball so much better. Right now, it's just not working for what they're doing. The Cardinals and Panthers. Uh, McCaffrey is healthy. He missed practice. He doesn't really practice anymore. He just shows up in balls. He's been practicing really well. He had 200-yard games already this year. My Another ex-Jaguar, LaVisca Chenault, did not practice. or He was restricted in practice with a hamstring injury. And then for the Cardinals, they have a lot of players out. So they have Rodney Hudson, their center. They have their guard, Justin Pugh, with an elbow, did not practice. And remember, Kyler is very, very small. Defensive end J.J. Watt was out with a calf. We knew about that. And then A.J. Green, as well as uh, DeAndre or DeMond Hopkins, all out. So their offense is depleted. Uh, Kyler's going to have to scramble around. The Panthers aren't necessarily a special team, but they, they have sh- shown some fight. And uh, I'd, I'd never count a team out with Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't necessarily make them favorites. I'd, if I had to make a money line bet right now, I'd still bet on the Cardinals. But um, they are a little bit depleted offensively, especially in that offensive line and weapons package. The Patriots and the Packers play, so Aaron Rodgers gets to go from Tom Brady to Bill Belichick, and he might be able to beat them both back-to-back without having to play them together. That must be nice. Mac Jones actually said he might be able to play this week after being carried off the field. There was a picture of him in extreme pain. There were some thoughts maybe he hurt his syndemosis, which is he sprained that, which is the cartilage between the tibia and fibula in that lower leg. There were lots of rumors that he broke his ankle. I mean, he got carried off. Uh, if Mac can't not play, then we'll see Brian Hoyer. And quite honestly, this Patriots team I don't think is just very good. So some other pa- or, uh, Patriots out. 
Offensive guard Elgin Jenkins was out with a knee. And oh no, this is for the Packers. My bad. Elgin Jenkins. I've never I don't E L G T O N. I don't know how to say his name. Jenkins is uh he did not practice with a knee and then tackle Caleb Jones was sick, as well as David Bakhtiari did practice. So he might actually play for the first quarter of this game, and then one of those other guys can come give him a break because he just he's another one of those guys who just can't find the field. So someone needs to get map quest for Bakhtiari and J.K. Dobbins. The Broncos and Raiders are playing in Las Vegas in the black hole or whatever they call it. Defensive end Randy Gregory for the Broncos is going to be... He did not play or practice the other day, and neither did their tackle, Billy Turner. And the Renfro is still out with a concussion for the Raiders. So this is a matchup of two teams that's... You know, we thought this is going to be the greatest conference of all time with Herbert, Russ, uh, Mahomes, and Carr... But these two teams have been underwhelming, to say the least. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. I am disappointed because if the Jaguars are not playing, I typically look for AFC and or NFC West games. And the Raiders and Broncos have been on TV a lot. And other than the Raiders, the Raiders have been fun games. They just don't win. And then the Broncos, they're just really boring. So... Maybe the Raiders can take advantage of the Broncos' lack of scoring because other than Renfro, they are pretty healthy, and I need to see Devontae get targeted a lot for my own fantasy purposes. And he's a fun player to watch as well. He's another one of those guys, like I was talking about, Parsons. Watching Devontae do what he can do, you know, he's got he's, he's a big guy, and he's fast and strong. But the way you, there's a difference between running routes and getting open, and a lot of you know you see a lot of guys when they first get in the league just run five yards up, five yards out, or whatever their exact move may be, or their route concept. Devonte Adams knows where he needs to be, when he needs to get there, and that's really all that matters. If you are running the correct direction. And, you know, in a general vicinity at the right time, it doesn't matter really how you get there. And he manipulates the other person trying to play tag with him better than anyone else I think does that does it. So I hope that they can get him the ball because I like watching him. I think Sunday night this week will be the Chiefs at the Bucks. So if that, oh yeah, it is because that was the big thing last. They had the old man and the young man thing for. Brady and Mahomes for the Chiefs. Meikle Hardman is out with a heel injury, and he's their kind of second speedster behind what was Tyreek Hill. So that might slow them down a little bit offensively. And then the the Bucks defense is really good, but Akeem Hicks up front has been he sat out with a foot injury. So pretty much good on good, other than a little bit of speed on the outside for the Chiefs and maybe some running stoppage up front for the Bucks. I like the Chiefs in this. I think they've they're playing hungry and they are playing Tom Brady at night. So Tom Brady has had a couple rough games at night over the past couple years. 
He made it through the playoffs last year without playing a late game. He did have to play in, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was in against the Rams, yeah, in the NFC Championship game. but And that was on the West Coast, which might have thrown it off for him. But he has not performed well at night recently because he's aging as an old man. And then Monday night, a classic, McVay, Shanahan, Jimmy G is back against Matt Stafford, and we have the Rams going to San Francisco to play the Niners. For the Rams, Van Jefferson has sat out with a knee injury. He's been out for a while. They still haven't got really Allen Robinson going. Tremaine Ankrum uh, is out for the season with a knee injury, so that's the tackle for the Rams. That'll be interesting considering... Stafford is just a beat-up old bloke himself. And then the Niners are also without their star tackle, Trent Williams, who's probably the best, you know, he's well-regarded as possibly the best tackle in the game. And he is out with a high ankle sprain. James G, Jimmy GQ, he continues to lead the Niners in place of Trey Lance. And... I would still just. I think the Rams are better, but McVay own, or Shanahan own, owns McVay. Other than the last playoff game where they played in the NFC Championship game, right? Because the Bucks played them the game before. Shanahan owns McVay, so we'll see. I hope Debo gets going. Their offense did not look great last week, and their defense is always solid. But the Rams are good on offense and defense, so I typically. Th- think the Rams will win. I've been talking for a long time and my tongue doesn't want to do what it's supposed to. My only other real thoughts for the last couple weeks was or were that people have been tackling with way more violence than I've seen in a while. There are guys just throwing people like just like punching them in the shoulder almost it looks like and guys crumpling. So I have not seen as many just wrapping tackles or like ankle bites as I've seen in a while there are a lot of violent hits so uh, especially at the college level I saw that too anybody on defense corners safeties linebackers anybody who's up has just been looking to tee off and uh, it is fun I think they're trying they're starting to kind of figure out how to play within the games of not targeting and not trying to hurt anybody but still delivering a blow and it is just impressive to see you know again these guys are all have the size and speed to do it so That will wrap things up for our injury talk this week. Now for my friend, Ryan Alexander. All right, now this is my high school friend, or that's where we kind of met, was Ryan Alexander from Port Clinton, now based down in Columbus, Ohio, and he's going to be our gambling advisor for the show. So, Ryan, do you want to start off with your college picks? He's going to give us three college and three pro picks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's everyone doing? Um, My three college picks this week is I am taking the Baylor Bears minus two and a half over Oklahoma State. I'm taking Wake Forest. They are an underdog at plus six and a half over Florida State. Um, And I am taking... NC State plus six and a half over well 
plus yeah take the spread nc state over clemson so they'll lose by six or less okay so i i agree with your first pick i think Baylor is just a better team. They've been able to scrap out wins all year, and Oklahoma State hasn't seemed to have the same pop. I actually watched them play pretty closely against Central Michigan because one of my buddies, Cole Johnson, is playing up there. He's actually playing this week at Toledo, so I'm excited to go see him. It's Toledo's homecoming. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, But as far as your Wake Forest, I'm kind of skeptical of them. Watch it, bro. You'll you'll see. They had that good game against Clemson last week. They're gonna they're gonna. I know. I guess they lost, but they'll be back. They'll be back for Florida State. I think Florida State's overrated. Yeah, Florida Florida State isn't. They haven't really played anybody huge so far. But I think that game against Clemson. I don't think Clemson's a very good team either. That's the other part of that. Very. Uh, I can see that. I can see that. Well, what about the NC State over Clemson pick? How you feel about that? Not even over them, just to cover. I like the. I honestly like that pick. I think Clemson is overrated, and I think they're going to slip up eventually. I, you know, they people said that they're back, and their defense is phenomenal. But mm-hmm. until they open up their offensive playbook, really, I don't. I mean, they just won't throw the ball downfield, and they have. I believe in DJ Uyunglele. But uh, I don't. I mean, if they don't use him, then they're not gonna do anything. Their their offensive line is very bad, and their quick screens and running the ball are just not cutting it. Yep, yep, yep. Can you please silence your notifications? It's kind of rude. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. All right, and now let's get into your pro picks because these are all a lot more contested that the other ones had some big spreads on them other than Baylor, but we both think Baylor's going to take care of business. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, for my NFL picks, I have the Los Angeles Rams take them plus one and a half over the, 40, uh, the San Fran 49ers. Didn't like the way San Francisco looked last week. I know the Niners always play the Rams tough, but especially with Jimmy G, but uh, I'm taking Rams to win by... To win, let alone cover the one and a half spread. Um, this one, this one's a little iffy, but I, I'm going with it. Uh, the Raiders are 0 three, but I think they're gonna get their first win. Uh, minus their favored minus two and a half over the Denver Broncos. I think Russell Wilson's a little older. I think he's not running the ball like he used to, and I just think he's kind of going on a decline. Um, so yeah, I got the Raiders minus two and a half over the uh, Denver Broncos. And then, of course, I had to throw this one in here. I have the Brownies, the Cleveland Browns, minus a point and a half um, against the Atlanta Falcons with uh, Marcus Mariota. Well, to begin with your Rams and Niners, I, do, I don't think that Jimmy G has lost a start other than that playoff start uh, loss to the... Rams. I think he. I think Shanahan owns McVay. I was saying earlier the Rams are um, neither team is really beat up. They're both missing their uh, star tackles, Tremaine Ancrum for the Rams and Trent Williams for the Niners. So that'll definitely hurt their ability, especially with the Rams pass rush. Uh, I do think the Rams are just a superstar team, but I think Shanahan stays up all year just waiting for his opportunity to give 
McVay. The yes, I think you know if he if he knows they're not going to go to the Super Bowl this year, he's unloading the clip, especially at home. What was the spread on that one? Um, the Niners are a one and a half point favorite. The Niners are favorites. Yep. Wow. Okay. See, I would have not guessed that line. So I think you did get a good line, considering yeah, I, uh, I think they'll play well. But I mean, the Rams, for as dominant as their roster appears, they did get skunked out by a very good Bills team. But I mean, they gave up 27 to the Falcons, and the Falcons have not looked, you know, competent know. all year. And then the, you know, they beat the Cardinals, but the Cardinals are a wonky team as well. So. I am excited to watch that game. Uh, you know, whenever there's an NFC West game on in general, those are usually pretty entertaining. Pretty yeah, so I'm excited. That's uh, I think Monday night as well. So that will be if you know if we can get all if we can get to five and zero with the rest of your picks though by then, uh, and that one's the only one I'll be pulling for the Rams for sure. <laughs> Sounds good. The deal. And then your second pick was the Broncos and the... The Raiders. The Raiders. Okay, can you remind me of the line for that? I have... Uh, the Raiders are favored by two and a half, and I'm taking that. I think they'll win by more than that. Okay, uh, I, I tend to agree. It's in Las Vegas uh, for the... We, we said that Hunter Renfro's out. This is, again, another pretty healthy game there's not really very many injuries and yeah I agree Russ just looks old he hasn't really been able to do much of anything and the Raiders are due they've been playing well they just haven't been winning I, I think that's mostly why I want I like this bet because they're all in three I mean they're they're a fringe playoff team in my opinion so I, I mean I think they're gonna get it together this week and the Broncos are luckily two and one. So I, I think the Raiders will. Uh, I think the Raiders will win that game. Now I, you know, at the beginning of the year, we, talk, you know, everybody was just saying that AFC West might be the greatest division of all time. We have mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, we have Justin Herbert, we have, you know, Carr, and we have Russ, and mm-hmm. it has just not played out to that standard. And these are clearly the two bottom teams I would imagine mm-hmm. I mean the, the Chargers haven't looked great but they're just better so mm-hmm. do, you, do you think that either of these teams is really a fringe playoff team because starting out 0-3 is tough to battle back from especially in the AFC and I don't think the Broncos are going to be worth anything either um yeah uh I'd like love to see a stat on teams to start 0-3 how many have made the playoffs because it can't be high but, uh, I mean, yeah, you're probably right, especially in the AFC. If you're at 0-3 in the NFC, maybe, but the AFC is so tough that if you're going to start off that bad, it's going to be hard to climb up that mountain and uh, make the playoffs. But, uh, I mean, realistically, I do not see three teams coming out of the AFC West, especially after three weeks. But, um, yeah, I... I just like the Raiders in this one though over the Broncos because, like you said, I, I think the Broncos are w- going to win six games this year, eight yeah. at the most. Um, and I expected the Raiders to win seven or eight this year. Oh yeah, well you know if they win seven of their next fourteen because that's all that left, if they finish the year five hundred, uh, mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that's going to make it in the AFC right now. If you look at the Every division but the AFC South, the Jags division. I mean, seven teams make it. 
You got the Bills and Dolphins in the east. You have the Brownies and Ravens in the north. And you have the Chargers and Chiefs in the west. And that you, and then, unfortunately, one of the south teams has to make it. So, I mean, I think that's your seven. Right there, that's what I would call my AFC playoff card. Yeah, I think I, think I agree with that as well. Um your Jags gonna come out of the South this year? I I wouldn't be. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna talk it into existence. But right now, the way everybody else is talking about them, they are gonna win the Super Bowl. So yes. Hey, Trevor Lawrence looks like the real deal. Yeah, I, I'm I'm soaking it all in this week. They're just everybody's loving the Jags. This is even when they were good before, nobody respected them. It was all like, ah, well, you know, once Blake Bortles has a bad game, they're done. Not anymore. Now we have a quarterback and a defense. It's uh, it's a good time to be a Jags fan. There you go. There you go. Positive vibes uh, for all Jags fans. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> I'll send some back to you for the Brownies and the Falcons, which is our last game. But you, did you say the line was one and a half? That's it. One and a half on uh, Barstool Sportsbook when I was looking earlier today. Do, would it change anything if I told you that Miles Garrett, Joel Batonio, Jadavian Clowney, Denzel Ward, and JOK, none of them practiced on Wednesday? <sighs> Dude, honestly, that Atlanta offense, they're, they're not like good by any means, but that offense can put up some points. Um, They've always been that way, you know? They just... Yeah. Doesn't matter who's a quarterback. With, with yeah, with Marcus Mariota at QB, that Cordell Patterson, who used to be a receiver on the Bears for a long time, and then he got his position switched to running back, and he has thrived in. Um, and then the the rookie Drake London, the second year Kyle Pitts, which he hasn't done much this year yet, but I mean, you got to assume he's going to be going off here soon. Um, but I mean. Obviously, fully healthy. I'm taking the Browns. Um, Garrett Ward, JOK. I know JOK won't be playing, but uh, I'm still taking the Browns. Got to. Yeah, I think this is a, a game that the Browns. I think every game until Deshaun gets back, the Browns are just looking at a must win. And I think that's a rare position for a team to be in. Um, this early in the season. Yeah, and I think that Jets loss, you know, as weird as it is, was really just kind of put some fire under their butt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if they said, you know, through four weeks, we can and should be three and one, well, they already got the one out of the way, which, you know, it was, it was the one nobody expected, but I <laughs> yeah, think the that... last one. <laughs> yeah. The, so, last, the last game that you thought would be the one was the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the the one you didn't think, yeah, and then they took care of business against the Steelers, so uh, I, I tend to agree that the Browns are better than two points, better than the uh, Falcons, but if, you know, Miles Garrett doesn't play, and he had uh, quite the incident himself, so. Yeah, that car accident, and Jadavion Clowney got, um, got a little dinged up, and that defense... Brown's defense always staying a little banged up for sure. But um, Jacoby Brissett's looked good. Obviously, the best rushing attack in football has been looking great, usually, as always. Amari Cooper's been very, very good. Um, and our offensive line is one of the top three, top three line in the league right now. So I'm taking the Brownies over the Falcons by – way over one and a half 
but I think something fun. I think if if I am the Falcons, if I'm Arthur Smith, if Miles Garrett does not play, I'm starting Desmond Ritter. Put him against an Ohio team. That would be fun at home. And just I see like what it. happens. I don't, you know, they've been able to put up points, but if, like if if the Browns defense is that beat up and this season isn't really going anywhere anyway, I think that wasting time to figure out if a rookie is the man or not is just not, it just doesn't make sense. Same thing with the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. I think, I mean, you see Daniel Jones right now. Is he the man or is he not? Mm-hmm. Are they going to franchise tag him? They don't know what they're going to do with him and it's already his fourth year. If they, you know, if they start Ritter right away, maybe they can figure that question out because, you know, the the Cardinals did it best with Josh Rosen. Draft him high. He's not the man. Okay, we got Kyler Murray. I think that's just got to be the, if you want someone to come in and take over, you got to do it right away. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I'll agree with that. Build a Cincy boy out there. Let's see what he's got. And I've got room for him too. I, I like them at uh, University of Cincinnati. So I don't. I didn't watch him in the preseason at all. But um, he had good numbers. Was, and he he kind of plays like Mariota does. So I mean, he's. I I think he's learning the game, his game especially well through Mariota as well. I agree. Well, that uh, goes get, wraps up our thing. So. If you want to just read them off one more time, and then if you have any last thoughts, go ahead and deliver them. Yeah, 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 of course. So um, the three college games I have this week are uh, Baylor minus two and a half over Oklahoma State. I have Wake Forest plus six and a half over Florida State. I have uh, North Carolina State, NC State plus and a, plus six and a half over Clemson. And then my NFL games were the – I had the Los Angeles Rams plus one and a half over the San Francisco 49ers. I have the Las Vegas Raiders minus two and a half over the Denver Broncos. And I have the Cleveland Browns minus one and a half over the Atlanta Falcons. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ryan. And if our timing doesn't work up and we can't hop on to actually talk about the games together, we can always – you can always just shoot them to me. And I'll just make sure that those picks get on no matter what. But thanks for, sure, for uh, hopping on, man. For sure. I appreciate you having me. All right. Good luck all right. to all the gamblers out there this weekend. Hey, go make, go make yourself some money. <laughs>